0: Hello. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Appledore Research Podcast. My name is Robert Curran, Consulting Analyst with Appledore. As ever, we're here to share insights on the transformation of telecom in the era of cloud, network automation and AI. If you enjoy today's podcast, make sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now enjoy the show. The last few weeks have seen a number of significant industry events taking place in the UK uh, for anyone with an interest in automation and telecom. And Appledore had feet on the street at several of them. First up was RCR Wireless's telco reinvention event, followed closely by FutureNet World. Joining me today to talk about them both is Francis Haysom. Hello there. Francis, London seems to be the place right now for discussion about the future of telecom. What was the vibe at RCR Wireless's event? Well,
1: I guess first thing is I was slightly delayed in arriving at the event due to the vagaries of British Railways. But um, I I think there were two really key... things that were on discussion, what the big opportunity from telco is and how telco is very, very important, particularly with the sort of history of the COVID um, pandemic behind us. Um, But at the same time, telco is still searching very much for Uh, an opportunity to do more um, to be more valued in a a number of supply chain areas both both within the sort of traditional consumer business but also within the um, wider enterprise business and possible new use cases associated with things like 4g and 5g
0: a pretty wide-ranging agenda by the sound of things (laughs) who were some of the main speakers at the event
1: um you had you had a kind of split you had a number of um operator uh, representatives in this uh form of uh in the form of ntt docomo ntt data you know, the enterprise area of uh ntt um orange vodafone um and a number of other areas um you also had some pretty strong representation from uh the likes of sis like tech mahindra um, and, um, also, the, there was, there was a huge amount of, uh, regulators in the, in, in the audience as well. Other, um, CSPs in the room were BT, for example, from the UK, um, specifically looking at some of their ne- their next gen areas, um, and also three and, uh, VMO2, the new, the newly merged
0: Virgin Media O two. 2 Seems like quite a mixed sort of audience in the, in the room. Would that be fair to say? Who, who do you think was... Was make up the numbers in the whole. I would pretty much put it as sort of, sort of 50 of the the regulator
1: CSP um, to vendor um, sort of ratio really. Um, so it's good, good, a, a good mixture because so often these events do become quite dominated by um, just the vendors. You've touched yes. on some
0: of the some of the themes. Um, given again, we had pretty extensive coverage at World Congress about. The, the kind of movie of industry being a little confused and some soul searching going on. Did, did you mm-hmm. think that you know, three months on, four months on, um, there was a there was a, a, any kind of a different mood or any key takeaways you think from that? I,
1: I honestly don't think uh, we're, we're. I think the industry is kind of questioning. Um, uh, both what it can do newly but it's also to a d- degree sort of uh, doubling down on on just making the new technology do what it does currently much better more automation uh, more operational efficiency the word transformation which I, I, the industry has been talking about for a lot but but some actually quite tangible examples of technology or even ai to to make some changes in in operational behaviour within within the telco. As I say, I think the the big challenge I came away from was, was there's still a a big gap between um, the aspirations of telco to do more, be more valued in the value change, and their and, and what they're actually achieving at, um, as we speak. And I think one of the challenges in these kind of aspiration to telco to do more is that most of what telco is 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 needing um is often not associated with what has been the core practice of, of of telco whether we're talking about things like private private networks which at the end of the day transcribe into actually enterprise applications um and use cases or whether we're we're talking about new consumer applications um, or working with the cloud, the telco is being forced into some quite unfamiliar territory in that area. And you can see the the difficulty telco is in, in terms of it both embracing that but also t- taking the the, the, the race em, embrace that um, and this came up in FutureNet actually was one of the one of the sort of uh, final things that we'll talk about this a bit later which is this whole idea of the willingness to take risk the willingness to kind of not not a, an, an, uh, a sort of unconstrained risk but the, the willingness to see look I, I I need to do something I need to do four or five things where I will need to invest money. Money, resource, change behavior, for example, because I can see a clear outcome for my business. That doesn't seem to be happening, particularly within the CSPs.
0: Sure. So, so you you've segued effortlessly into Futurenet World, which was the other the other major recent event in London. Um, Futurenet World, you know, we've been positive about it since it's, it's it's first debuted in, in 2019. So, yeah, that that's a different kind of event. Uh, in some senses, some of the same topics are, are covered, but it was much larger than it has been in previous years, which I think is a good sign. Um, you want to talk about future net world a little bit. What was your what was your experience there relative to to the RCR event?
1: I think actually, in a, in a in a funny way, a lot of the same underlying um, topics were uh, were were present there. Um, you know, the, the the panels could be called described as saying looking at different things, slightly different things, but this is still this kind of underlying current of doubling down on what we do at the moment and using the technology to do what we do at the moment. And uh, uh, the 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 bigger message, which is do more and, and expand out. So the, I, I would actually say between the two events, it was a good reference point just to see that that you know the, the RCR live, live or Futurenet are then they're, they're, they're not sort of um, odd um, odd ones out. There's there's a common theme in the industry. Uh, Different people, but a, a common underlying theme of where is the innovate, where is the innovation in terms of new services, new opportunities, and a doubling down on the operational and and what we do well um, in 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 CSPs in telecom.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's certainly something I came away from FutureNet World with. Um, I guess a sense that the industry is kind of rotated just a notch uh, here, but small, but a significant notch um, in terms of being more committed and maybe even a little more urgent uh, in addressing Mm -hmm. this topic of automation. It's not something that's a kind of side project or an experiment. It it is something that's much more fundamental uh, across the board. Uh, So a lot more coherence in most areas. um, And certainly given the, the lineup of speakers uh, at FutureNet World. I mean, you know, Enrico Blanco from Telefonica, uh, Greg McCall from BT, Scott Petty, Vodafone, Andrea Donna, Deutsche Telekom. You know, it's a pretty extensive list. Uh, and there was, a, I think, a lot of commonality. Uh, you touched on, in the context of RCR, you touched on um, ambition. And I, I got a sense of that as well. Uh, it's ambition uh, to change things, a willingness to, to do things differently. Um, and a recognition that telecom really, you know, has to change. This is not in the nice to have category; it's much more fundamental than that. And part of that is circumstantial, uh, you know, Ukraine energy, you know, carbon emissions, national targets, corporate targets. Uh, you know, all of these things contribute to making the drive of automation, um, you know, that much more important. So that 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 was, you know, what I. What I came with, maybe that's kind of self self evident in an event that badges mm-hmm. itself as being primarily about automation. But but at the same time, I think with the with the range of speakers there, uh, it was a fairly consistent message.
1: I think there was some um, some of that in evidence. I actually had the privilege of um, moderating two panel sessions at FutureNet. Um, the first on the use of inventory uh in in solution had panelists from swisscom and orange as well as uh, netcracker as a vendor um and a separate panel on orchestration and the opportunity from zero touch in automation again uh, with uh orange um and bt as a uh, vendor part- uh, sorry as csp um, participants and with anritsu as a uh, a vendor what was interesting actually in, in in moderating those panels is that there there is a slight uh tension the 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 opera the the csp are very intent on doing business better how do i transform the business that i do at the that I do now the vendors were slightly more in terms of pushing the envelope of what could be done with the technology in that area and again I th- as, uh, uh, sorry in in the in the danger of repeating myself is there's, there's this there's this undercurrent of, of doubling down versus how do how, how do we expand that how do we make
0: more of the opportunities in the future I take a point about that that sense that sometimes vendors and operators are talking about slightly different things. Um, Yes, I think think it's getting better. Uh, The the mood of collaboration is extending to practical collaboration and and particularly collaboration uh, uh, with common purpose, which again was another, another uh, uh, theme that I think was was kind of running through the event. I think one of the other things that that a number of people brought up in completely separate sessions uh, was a focus on, on the people issues and not the technology issues. So, uh, again perhaps not not a not a a radically new theme in some ways but uh, again a consistent message uh, yes we heard you know mindset and culture and the skills and all those things kind of talked about um and they're all very important uh but you know wrapping that up as as seeing the seeing the whole the whole problem together industry progress is fundamentally not about technology it's not about standards you know it's about how people work together both within companies and within departments that aren't used to talking to each other and then with uh, with vendors uh, as well and, and not just vendors in the in the traditional network sense but integrators and smaller companies and so on that's it's definitely it's, it's in the air which is good um one thing I, I i do want to call out specifically uh about the program was that you know anyone who uh left the show early will, will certainly have missed a treat um at the end of the second day. Um that can often be a bit of a dead zone for, for speakers, but uh, but Giles and, and the team, you know, pulled off something of a coup and having Neil McCrae uh to to finish the session and, and he rose to the occasion as he always does. Um but but he I won't spoil the surprise, but uh he, he picked up on a number of themes very directly that that really bookended the whole the the whole two-day event. Um some topics that were raised right in the opening keynote session with people like Abraham Gideon Tellus and, and Enrico Blanco and uh, Greg McCall and, and Vodafone um, uh, Scott Penny uh, definitely got a they got I, I was going to say they got both barrels it's probably an unfortunate choice but they, they certainly were were picked up and, and responded to with gusto uh, from Neil that's if, if you can get it on the replay it's well worth well worth watching um, so yeah I certainly would, would compliment it so I mean all, all in all I think it was a very successful very worthwhile event uh, very informative very interesting um, it, it does reflect the state of the industry as regards network automation. Some of it is pretty good. Some of it is not so good. Um, it's a work in progress, uh, which, which I think is a fair, uh, a fair reflection anything else from your point of view from takeaways the network yeah i th- I'll, I'll i'll come back to
1: the 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 neil mcrae bit at the end i think it was it was a very interesting world pitch pet as analyst it it took it, it took the classic uh, what what do we think about and kind of th- uh, put it back in the face of the industry and say, "Is are are we serious about these things? Is it is APIs going to change the world, or is exposure going to expo- uh, um, change the world?" And I think yeah, uh, coming back to my my dialogue, this difference between doubling down on what you do at the moment and what you can do in the future. Um, my sense was that the immediate response to that was that you could say, we're crazy when we're not understanding the issue. But I think what will be more interesting for the industry is to look at each one of those things in turn and realize actually yes no, these are serious to the industry. These are not serious to the industry. The thing that makes a difference is not the actual statement. It's what the industry does with that statement. So let's take APIs as a very simple one. Is APIs going? To, is telco exposing its APIs to the rest of the world going to change the world? Obviously not. Most APIs within telcos are actually focused at an internal issue of integration within a telco, not about what the rest of the world wants. But at the same time, the other answer is if I was to expose APIs that were useful to the rest of the world that had value, that formed the part of a business relationship. They could be truly, with all of these things, we need to be looking at that. What, what is it that I, what is it I as a telco can do to make the difference between the APIs meaning nothing and APIs meaning everything and being extremely important?
0: I, just to, the, to that point, there, there was quite a number of references to the open gateway stroke Camara uh, initiative that, that also got a lot of airtime uh, when it was launched at a mobile world congress. I thought that was kind of interesting. It it, it doesn't qualify, and, and I know we've written about about where that initiative needs to go in a separate research note. But but that was it was interesting. People are joining the dots a little bit on some of this um, API discussion, which I think is uh, is encouraging. Francis, what's coming up next? We're both going to
1: write something on these events. Absolutely. So there'll be a fuller um, explanation on RCR from myself and uh, and from FutureNet from Robert, uh, yeah. from a couple of research notes that are coming up quite quickly. Um, we've also got our upcoming market share um, okay. Never got uh, coming proper. up in, share. The, in the next month.
0: Um, we are both going to be also at the Telecom TV DSP Leaders event coming up in Windsor in a week's time looking forward to that I, I did leave with one question which was if if telecom TV's DSP leaders is the Davos of telecom what is future net world Glastonbury Kleinborn Green man <laughs> I'm not sure maybe, maybe we can get some suggestions on that uh, but 30 a, a pair of very good events uh, already uh, this month in the last few weeks and uh, yeah we look, look forward to to meeting people when we're out there next next time Francis thanks for the roundup uh, we'll look forward to the research notes on that and uh, we'll see you soon you have been listening to the Apple Door Research podcast. Join us next time for more insights and conversation on the transformation of tech.